So um, these marks of time, like the the ending of a year, the waiting for the beginning of the next year, they're opportunities for us to just kind of touch in more deeply and look at how we've been living our lives, how our minds have been guiding us or driving us, and and what the results are of how we've lived this past year. Then we can look at, you know, is it, do I want to carry on in the same way? Is it going good? Do I want to keep putting more energy in the same direction? Or are there some things I want to change? Some things I want to let go of? And if we just stay up in our rational minds, we can get a little bit of information. But if we allow ourselves to drop down during this day into our deeper state of being, then uh, we might find a, a more, more profound place of letting go. And sometimes it's something quite subtle that we're holding on to that's been guiding our life for decades and that's been causing us problems for decades. And it's just about looking in the right way, just about paying the right kind of attention, being willing to be humbled by the truth of what we find. And then, despite our attachment, our identification, our sense of rightness, our justifications for why we've been doing it that way, to recognize maybe this isn't working. Maybe this doesn't serve me or anybody else. And then if you find that place or those places, to, to let your heart be touched by them, feel them. Feel the sorrow that is underneath them. It's like the sorrow of trying to control life to be the way I think it should be, or I want it to be. So it's, it's beautiful and necessary really to have a, a, an intention and an aspiration in our lives, like a guiding, a guiding star. You know, we need, we need to live for something more than just the daily existence of getting up, eating, working, relating. I don't know what else happens. <laughs> Going to bed. 
You know, we need more than that. We need a, we need a greater purpose in our life than, than just the, the, the daily grind. And so we hold that as a guiding star. Our intention, maybe our aspiration for personal awakening or maybe an aspiration to serve beings an aspiration to be a source of safety in the world or a source of peace or to bring joy to other people there's many ways that that can come so we look at what is uh, our aspiration what is our, our orientation of life And see how it's uplifting. It's beautiful. It gives meaning. It gives purpose. So when I last visited my brother in Wales in the, earlier this year. He had this um, written on his refrigerator. He had the life of mean, <coughs> the life of meaning. And I said, wow, that's kind of cool. He said, yeah, people look for the meaning of life, but it's the wrong question. It's about bringing meaning into this life. So this life of meaning. Ultimately, what is it? It's kind of, you know, we're born, we go through the motions, we eat, we poop, we drink, we pee, we grow, we shed, we die. We, you know, the body goes through this process and yet also we affect each other and we affect the world that we live in. So knowing that and knowing that deeply becomes uh, it becomes central to guide the way we are affecting each other and the world to being a blessing rather than a burden <clears throat> and you know with our greatest of intentions sometimes we can't quite make it or sometimes we're a really long way from the mark. And then we just see that, oh my goodness, look at that. Doing that again, still doing that. Can't get out of that one. So we see the, the places where we're stuck. Or where we just can't quite rise up to the place that we want to rise up to. So when we find those places, it's not to get down on ourselves about it, but it's an opportunity to see. So when I really touch into those places genuinely, not just like touch them and run away again, but really go into those places, 
there's a sorrow there, there's a sorrow, because I know that potential is much greater than that. And yet I'm not actually living up to it right now. And I would like to. But to live up to my aspirations, it needs a certain amount of, of letting go, of relinquishment. So just recently I was with somebody who in the past I had a lot of conflict with, a very difficult relationship with. And we have very different ways of doing things. And uh, there was a lot of hurt was caused through our time together. This is many years ago, but there was a lot of hurt caused. And um, not so long ago we were together, you know, we didn't see each other that often, but we were together. And then we were just doing something together, and as we were doing this, this, uh, Together, I realized, well, my way of doing things and their way of doing things is really, really different. And I thought that I was right. And because I thought I was right, I created a lot of suffering. And actually, we do things differently. And when there's room for difference, there's uh, so much more richness, so much more potential. But as long as I'm holding that position of I'm right, then that other person's got to be wrong. And it's just a matter of time before they need to turn around and do it the way I think it should be done. Or maybe I just write them off because, you know, they're just never going to get here. So just recognizing, and when I, when I saw that and felt that, just there was this sense of very deep sadness, like, gosh, all those years, a lot of harm was caused, not just by that, but by holding to a position of being right. And uh, for a long time I thought that, you know, there was a right. You know, there's, you're either right or you're wrong. It's either right or it's not right. And uh, somebody pointed out, I was speaking about a, a work situation where there were many people involved and there were many different views and there were, this person who worked at this place was concerned about going back because they knew that there was going to be conflict around this one matter that was very, very important to them. And they were saying, you know, it's really, I'm really concerned about it because I know that I'm right. I know that I'm right. It really matters. And it wasn't just about having an opinion, but it was, you know, it was about affecting other people's lives. And it's important. And then somebody pointed out, well, probably you are right, you know. But maybe that other person who you're so worried about meeting, they may be right too but they're just right from a different perspective. And that was like, oh, I hadn't quite got that before. <laughs> so there can be many rights, but they're just looking from different perspectives.
So that was the, the place that I found you might find something very different. When you look, when you take the time to settle and look within and ask, you know, what is it that I would like to let go of that I've been carrying through this year or these years or this lifetime that just really isn't serving me? And to let, let it go, it, you know, it feels a little vulnerable. It's a little bit of a risk because you're not going to be who you were or who you thought you were when you do that. And you open yourself up to all kinds of unknowns. So it's the question, do I want to stay the same? Try to protect the known? Or am I willing to step into the unknown? Am I willing to let go of what I know and is not serving me? And be open to what I don't know. So that's what this turn of the year is inviting us to do. It's inviting us to look deeply. It's inviting us to see where those places of holding are. And it's inviting us to let them go. And just like in our meditation practice when uh, you know something comes up and we want to let it go and we say let go, let go and, and it's still there and we say let go, let go, let go and it's still there it can be like that too you know with this letting go of what we don't want to hold on to anymore but the intention of being willing to let it go will have its effect you know even if it's six months down the line holding that intention, I don't want to keep recreating this, it will have its effect. So it's an invitation this day to really look deeply, honestly, and find what it is you'd like to let go of. And this evening, leading up to midnight, we'll have a ceremony in the room next door. We'll get a, a log fire going. And uh, out on the table there, there's a pretty little basket 
a paper. And on that paper, it says New Year's resolutions, so that, that resolutions can go either way. So what we, we'll do this evening is, on the paper, once you find that whatever it is that you really want to let go of, you write that down on the paper. And as we come up towards the end of the year, towards midnight, we each can put our paper into the fire. So it's like a, a symbolic act of burning up, letting go of what we don't want to hold on to any longer. So that's, uh, paper is really for what you want to leave behind, not for what you want to take into the coming year. And then, uh, you know, an important part of the, of the process is also to see, well, what do I want to cultivate? And this really isn't about New Year's resolutions, you know, I, I'm resolved to not eat a bar of chocolate again until, you know, 2018 or something like that. It's not about New Year's resolutions in that way, but it's about what do I want to cultivate? What do I know will benefit me and others that I need to put some work into? that will bring me greater freedom, greater joy, greater peace. And uh, so just, if you can, just hone that down to one word or two words. Not a long spiel. Just to really hone it down and then you can keep those words with you through the year. You might want to write them in, in your calendar or something, so you see it through the year. So we've been doing this each year for a number of years now, and I notice how the, you know, gradually those intentions change, and hopefully some of what we once aspired to is now integrated into our being, and part of what we want to let go of has been let go of. And so the landscape is a little different, and then we see, oh, okay, well now I really need to cultivate this quality. And uh, so w when we have our word or our words, don't be in a hurry to find them, really find the right ones that really fit. And then this evening, as we throw our, um, what we want to let go of into the fire, we also turn around and have it witnessed we speak out the word or words of our intention. So we say it and it's, and it's witnessed by others. If we really don't want it to be witnessed, we, we can just hold it quietly. But uh, it's really helpful to have others hear what our, what our intention or aspiration is. disappointment. So we don't have to carry it on forever. 
But if we don't change the way we're thinking, and the way we're doing things, then we, we're just kind of stuck. So we refrain from doing harm, refrain from doing harm to ourselves and to others. It's an intention that we work on. We cultivate the good. We remember what is good and we put energy into it. And purify the mind through our meditation practice, through burning up through staying with those difficult places and letting them burn, not suppressing and not indulging, just letting them burn until they burn away. This is said to be the, the teaching of all the Buddhas. Refrain from doing harm, do good and purify the mind. Very simple. Very simple, but it, it feels We feel it. We feel it when we're having to let go of what's familiar. And when we're having to rise up to what we don't know, whether we can meet or not. We feel it, it feels a little bit scary. And when we're burning up those old habits in our steady awareness, that doesn't feel too bad, actually. That's quite peaceful, because it's like being right in the eye of the storm. So I hope through this day you will really let yourself Go deeply, not just a, a superficial thought about, okay, I'll let go of that, do that. Mm -hmm. Then we have that little ceremony, okay, now go to bed. But to really look deeply, because if you touch into the place that needs to transform, just the awareness that you bring to it already begins the transformation. Just the acknowledgement and the knowing and the awareness begins that process of transformation. And if it makes you cry to let go of what you've been holding on to, then cry a little. It's a small price to pay. So each year is a new beginning, 
each day a new beginning each breath a new opportunity we don't have to just follow the old habits lifetime after, after lifetime as soon as we're aware as soon as there's sati, mindfulness and awareness and an honesty of attention then things can start to transform Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.